0: Okay, really, this is just kind of like a preamble to our water baptismal service. But I wanted to start by sharing, there was a chorus that we used to sing in church. And went like this, and talks about the word of God. It said, the word of God, I'll stand upon the word of God. Tis the word our fathers fought for, tis the word our fathers died for. Though the foes of the Lord may scorn his word, I'll stand Upon the Word of God. It was a course that reflected the conviction of the church. And the church was that, man, you know, come hell or high water, we're gonna remain true to the Word of God. And so today we want to talk to you about a few things uh, that we do around in this in, in our church, and we want you to understand why we do them and see the biblical uh, reasoning for doing that. Second Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. One of my favorite scriptures. Matter of fact, uh, I memorized it in another version, so it's a little bit different version here, but it, it means the same thing. And so in 2 Timothy 3, 16, and 17, it says this about Scripture. Talk about in the Bible. All Scripture. Say that after me. All Scripture. That's so important that you hear that so that you don't make allowance for anything else here. All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true... And to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. I don't know if you were listening close enough, but it it just talks about, it says that it teaches us what is true and makes us to realize what is wrong in our lives. You see, I had people come up to me and they tell me, oh, it's okay what I'm doing. And, you know, know, uh, I I don't see anything wrong with that. You know what? The bottom line is this. I don't care what you see is wrong or right. What I want to know is what God says. I want to know what the word of God says, because there are some things that we do that are not right. Because it's not what God's word says to us. And so today, that's why we need to listen to the scripture. And that's why you need to realize what we do here is biblical. So that as as you understand what the Bible says, that you will experience another thing. Because here's what the word of God says. It says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when you hear the word of God, there's faith. That's being released. The Holy Spirit right now is working on our congregation, just visiting us, talking to us, speaking to our hearts, and and a number of things we've already enjoyed uh, His presence uh, uh, significantly this morning. So I want to talk to you about being biblical. I want to just talk about the element of how the Holy Spirit comes along and convicts the Bible. And, And then and then number three is to take steps of faith. Let's talk about baby dedication. Um, uh, different churches do this differently and so forth, and so we're not here to criticize any other church. I just want to tell you what we do here. We have baby dedications in our church, and, and, and they are based, and we just had one this morning, but they're based upon a couple of examples from Scripture. The first example is found over in 1 Samuel 1, 27 through 28. I'll read the Scripture and give you a quick background. I asked the Lord to give me this boy. This was, this was Hannah. And he has granted my request. Now I'm giving him to the Lord, and he will belong to the Lord his whole life. And they worship the Lord there. Hannah was the mother of Samuel. And uh, for the longest time, Hannah couldn't have a child. And so she prayed, and she prayed. And finally, the Lord granted her the request of having a baby. And she had a baby boy. And she promised the Lord this, that when this baby boy was old enough, was weaned from the mother, that, that she would give him to the Lord. Now, for those that know biblical history, you understand Samuel was key. Samuel was the one that anointed David to be king and so played a key role, certainly in history uh, and certainly through, throughout the Bible. Uh, so that, that, is, that is one example, and we point to that's how the Bible says or what the Bible says about baby dedications or actually presen- presenting people to the Lord and children to the Lord. Then the other example that we have is the one that is found over Luke chapter 2 and verse 22 where it talks about Jesus. The Bible talks about the, how Mary and Joseph, when Jesus was only eight days old, they brought him to the temple and he was presented to the Lord. So two examples that are the basis for how we do uh, uh, baby dedications. Uh, and so, so when we look at the life of Jesus, and Jesus, whatever Jesus did, and they taught us in Bible school, that whatever Jesus did was was to become an ordinance of the church, and it did, and, and in church history. So Jesus was the example, whether it be in, in dedication uh, as a child or whether it be uh, in baptism, and you remember how John the Baptist baptized Jesus, or whether it was communion, as, as often we celebrate, or even in some churches, which is very appropriate, that there was foot washing, and foot washing takes place today. So Jesus was our example. So we have two examples of why we have baby dedications now in some churches what they do is that once the child is either uh in our case is dedicated in some churches the child is they call it christening uh, some have it as an infant baptism uh and and what they do in in some of the traditional churches that when the child becomes maybe 12 years old they enter into a confirmation class and a confirmation class is all about what happened to them when they were an infant and so the whole idea in, in, in their church is that at age 12, the child comes, oh, hey, mom and dad, what was that all about? And I think that's a good thing in our church. And there's a number of people in our church that have been baby dedicated uh, and presented to the Lord. And, and I think it's a good thing that our children, when they get to the age of 12 or so, that they say, hey, mom and dad, what was that all about? And to once again to, to influence and to reinstill into them uh, the teachings of God's word. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verses 6 through 7. And, and this is probably reflective of having Pastor Chad's mom here today. Uh, And I wasn't aware that she was going to be with us, but we're delighted anytime she comes. And it says says this in uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6, 6-7. These are guidelines for parents. And you know, there's a real move out there in our world today to take the authority and the influence of parents over children. It's incredible where our society is going. And and our society is going, so they they really want to take uh, the God-given right of of a parent to influence their child. and and to train them and and instruct them. And Deuteronomy says this, and you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. It was just talk about how the parent was to raise that child in their home. Talk about them when you're at home. And when you're on the road, and when you're going to bed, and when you're getting up. And so there's just that example of how that as, parent, as a parent, they were to raise their children and talk about the things of God from the earliest age so they understood. And, and so like today, I mean, we've had the example uh, of, uh, of uh, Chad's mom being here, and, and, and uh, we, we laughed a little bit about uh, how she had to pray, but I'm sure that she did. And I'm sure there were times that she was wondering, how, how's it all going to work out? But today, you and I, We benefit from the instruction that, that she gave to her son, who is now our pastor. And it was, I think it was just last week, they have, we had Melissa's mom and dad that were here. So, so we're, we're in such a, 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 a great place where we can have the examples that are before us. So that's about baby dedications and, and, and uh, infant, and how, how we uh, uh, present to the Lord based upon the Word of God. Secondly, we want to talk to you about water baptism. And that's going to take place in just a moment. And here's what I I want to share these scriptures with you. Uh, Over in Matthew 28, 19 through 20, it says this. "Uh, Therefore, go, and this was Jesus speaking. This is just before Jesus ascended and went up to heaven. He says, therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. We learned in Bible college as we were studying this particular verse, and we talked about water baptism, that the, the meaning of, of baptizing in this verse, baptismo, was a word that, that did not mean sprinkle. It did not mean some other kind of ceremony. It actually meant immersion, where the person was lowered down into a body of water, just like Jesus. Just like Jesus, and Jesus was lowered in the water by John the Baptist, and he's brought up, and so Jesus was the example, and that's exactly what Jesus said. Now, you know, as you know what happened to me, now you, when you have, there's a new disciple, go and baptize them uh, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There's another scripture that I want to share with you. It's found over in Colossians uh, chapter 2, and in Colossians chapter 2, uh, Paul describes water baptism. So here's why I want you to pay attention because in just a few moments, you're going to hear testimonies. You'll see up on the, up on the screen and uh, we'll have people that are going to be uh, uh, baptized just as the scripture talks about. So over in, in Colossians chapter two and Paul is writing to the church and he's explaining to them clearly, clearly what happens when a person is lowered down in the water and they come back out of the water. So he says this, For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized. In other words, it's identifying with the death of Christ. And he goes on to say, And with him you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. So this is the cool thing about water baptism. Water baptism is a public declaration. It is These people are people we had it happen in the first service, and now we'll have it in the second service, where the person in the in the water baptismal tank, they are publicly identifying with the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. And they're saying, Man, we want to follow Jesus all the days of our life. And so that's why we do it, because this is the precedent that is laid out for us in the Word of God. One other uh, one other aspect of church I want to talk to you about just briefly before we go into the water baptism is about small groups. Uh, over in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse, verse 25, it says this. And we believe in small groups. You saw the clip there about what we're going to be doing starting in, in October, uh, t- October 23rd. Um, and, and that's going to be cool, and I think it's going to have such a powerful impact. Uh, Hebrews 10 and 25 says this. And let us not neglect... And let's not neglect our meeting together, as some people do. But encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Have you ever watched the news, especially when they're bringing some kind of weather announcement, and they're interviewing somebody, and you hear the person said, say, You know what? Man, we've never seen it like this before we've never seen, how many times have you listened to the news and somebody comes on there and they're they're in a you know whether it's flooding or whether it's snow or whether it's tornadoes or whatever how often do you hear man we've never seen it like this before we've we've had it happen And that's only one indication what the Bible tells, that these are signs of the times. There are all kinds of things that the Word of God tells us that will happen in these days. And they're all indicators about this this fact, that Jesus Christ is about to come back for His church. And one of the mandates that He gives to us as being part of His church is that we would not forsake the assembly of ourselves together. You know, it's one thing to be here in church on Sunday morning, and that's great, and we've been worshiping and enjoying the presence of God, but it's another thing for you to be part of a small group where you can be able to to, uh, be accountable to somebody else, where you can pray intimately for other people, where they can share your burdens, where they can celebrate with you. Um, This morning, uh, in the first service, we had Ange and Derek I gave water baptisms. It was a thrill for us because in my home group, they've been part of my home group for a few years now. And just to be able to to see them come and to grow. And and, and that small group has been just a real good place for them to be nurtured and and for them to be vulnerable so that they can just uh, uh, grow in Christ. And they did, and it was a celebration. Uh, and, and today, uh, in, in this service, we're going to have another one of our uh, uh, family uh, be uh, water baptized who's part of the Alpha uh, program that's going on. And it's so exciting to see what is happening. and You'll find out who that person is in just a few moments. And so, so what, what I'm saying is about small groups today, we need, we need to be obedient to Scripture. And so everything that I've said to you today, you need to be asking yourselves three questions. So the first question, whether I was talking about baby dedications or whether I was talking about water baptisms uh, or whether I was talking about attending small groups uh, or even just the, the presence of God and the way that we, we uh, worship, is number one, is it biblical? Is it biblical? If there's ever a danger for the church, if there's ever a danger for the church, it's for the local church to wander away from the Bible. The... the um, the challenge, the, um, the onslaught against the Bible or against the church has been to drift away from the Bible. Oh, the Bible doesn't mean that. That's not true. That portion of the Bible is not true. We believe and teach that all Scripture is given by inspiration for God. So today, you need to ask yourselves, is it biblical? Number two is What does the Holy Spirit have to say? And the the question is, what is the Holy Spirit saying to me? As I am convinced today in this service that the Holy Spirit has been speaking to us, all of us. And and you need to be asking yourself, man, I've been feeling something here today. And um, maybe it's about baby dedications for parents. Maybe it's about being water baptized. Or maybe it's about attending a small group, as you've heard earlier. Or maybe, maybe it's even about you giving your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. Because the bottom line is that Jesus, God knows all about you. He knows you. There's there's no doubt about that. But that's that's only half of the equation. God wants us to know him. God wants us to know him. And and, and that's the Bible. And that's written, and it says, you have this record so that you may know. You may know. So today, before you leave, it may be one of those moments you say, you know what? It's time for me. It's time for me to give my life to Jesus Christ. And if, if, if that is the case, please go to the Connect desk at the end and let, fill in will's cards and let us know and we'll have a one-on-one with you and we can help you. So, I'm not going to say anything more. We've been talking about why it's Bible and what the Holy Spirit does and, and then, most importantly, taking the step of faith because that's what you're going to see. There are three people that are being water-baptized and they've been obedient to scripture, they listen to the holy spirit and today they take a step of faith. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. So that's water baptisms. That's why we have it. They're biblical. You have heard testimonies of how people have responded how the holy spirit spoke to them. I need to be water baptized. And you also saw today the step of faith that they've taken. Our next water baptismal service, just in case you were interested and the Holy Spirit's been speaking to you today, is April 5th. That's Palm Sunday. And uh, if you are interested, please let us know. We would love. We would love to see uh, you take that same step, being obedient to Scripture, respond to the Holy Spirit in that step of faith. Uh, before you leave today, we do have clipboards that are in the back, and these clipboards. Uh, have the names of the people that were prayed for earlier. So would you do us a favor and stop by and sign, put your name on there, because we deliver these letters, hand deliver uh, with a mint smoothie, and we let them know that we have been praying. So we already prayed, and so if you sign that, that would be very, very cool. And also, once again today uh you've been here and you know the holy spirit's been speaking to you and i know that he has and you say man i'd like to take a step towards christ will you please see that lady arlena in the back she'll be glad to just kind of point you in the right direction and uh man one of us as pastors will be able to sit down with you and start and find out what god has next for you so happy thanksgiving and let's pray Lord, thank you for what you've been doing today. Thank you for the victories that we heard about today, and how you've been using uh, 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 this church, uh, the different uh, parents and their influence, uh, the different programs, small groups, uh, Alpha. Lord, just cool, so cool. So, Lord, we thank you that uh, we have that opportunity to celebrate. So, it is indeed a, a, a time. Uh, it's a it's a weekend of celebration, uh, and it's Thanksgiving. So, we we want to be uh, thankful all the time, but especially on this day. And so, as we go. We go with our hearts filled with thanksgiving and praise, and we give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' uh, precious name. Amen. So on behalf of our staff, happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for checking out this week's message, Bethel Church Podcast. We hope that it's blessed you and encouraged you, and that you come back and check out next week's message as well.